0: welcome you're tuned into the living in rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm yeah i'm sister sunday and i came here to let my soul shine it's a lifestyle you know what i'm saying Okay, so this week I want to get into synchronicity because life is speaking to us through our senses and all we have to do is tune in so we can ride these rhythmic waves. So I want to get into some synchronicity and the art and science of living in rhythm. I also want to come back to revisit the hermetic principles we left off at the principle of cause and effect, which is every cause has an effect. Every effect has its cause. And so I want to rewind and talk a little bit about those principles. And then I want to talk about the sun in its final phase of Libra. It's, it's entering those final degrees and want to revisit a little bit my thoughts on the evolution of the sign of Libra and the Zodiac just before we head into Scorpio by next week. And then I want to talk about the waning moon. We have the waning moon hitting its its last quarter square, then its waning crescent heading towards this new moon where we are on the precipice of the eclipse season. So this is the second cycle of the eclipse season and the axis of love and power. More on that in the future, but we'll get into these, these, uh, Last degrees of the Sun, Venus, Jupiter, all making some really interesting transits hitting the zero degrees this week. So we got a lot of new things beginning and lots of things ending. So let's take a moment to tune in. Take a nice deep inhale and exhale. And just ground your seat or your feet and feel your heartbeat in the center of it all. You want to feel your beat, your rhythm, and really tune into that and your own rhythmic timing of your breath. And just take a couple of breaths to feel that heart beating in the center and feel the, the pulse and the radiance of that heartbeat make its way through the front, the back, the right, the left hemispheres, the north, the south, the east, the west hemispheres. Feel the diagonals in between that inhabit your space bubble. (laughs) We talk about the space bubble and our center of gravity in it. And as you start to tune into your own center of gravity, you're hopefully calibrating your core. Your sense of your center, that anchor, that core strength that dwells within you. And the more consolidated we are there, then we can start to feel the breath and the rhythm and the pulse and the circulation make its way through the rest of the body, through the rest of the field. And this is one of my favorite tools for tuning in and beginning to communicate here. And listen to the communication that is being given to me through my mind, body, spirit, through the world outside me. And that's really what the Libra energy is about. So the Libra is so much about the other, the outside. It's using our relationship to ourself to understand the outside world and using the outside world to understand our relationship to ourselves. And these my last thoughts on Libra are so much about this, this presencing this using our sense of self to really start to be able to become more aware, more graceful, more in in the flow, as we learn to listen to ourselves and trust what our feedback is giving us to trust our inner guidance. Because Like I said at the beginning, life is truly speaking to us through our senses. And the more we tune into that feedback, the more we begin to trust ourselves, hear our own inner guidance. And this is when right moves and right actions start to really flow. And so one of my main, my main, main intentions with, with this work and sharing sharing this podcast and my thoughts, my philosophies with you through this podcast, is that the art and science of living in rhythm is truly about us being able to begin to develop a relationship with ourselves in relationship to the world. It's actually really so Libra. And it's funny because I have a lot, I have a strong Libra in my chart. And so I have some personal experience with Libra. <laughs> and, you know, if you this is the whole thing I say to everyone is we start to study these cycles, these seasons, these philosophies, these archetypes. We learn to make our own relationship. We have our own understanding of it. This is what the observation and correlation is all about when we study astrology. But even beyond astrology, it's bigger than that. And the way that I look at it is that. The, again, like know thyself, the more I am in tune with myself, and I am in communication with myself communion with myself, then I can start to relate to the world in a more sacred way. And, you know, the, the sensory system is so key, this is where the North Notas is, is in Taurus. When I say sensory system, I just automatically go to Taurus and this idea of learning to inhabit our senses, to be able to experience the world through our vision, through our smell, through our taste, through our touch, through the way we hear, through the feeling of things. And then there's the sixth sense, the intuition. And so the the development of, of our communication with our sensory system really starts in the sign in the evolutionary zodiac sign of Taurus. And this is the first place that Venus, it, this is Venus is the ruling planet of Taurus, okay? And Venus is also the ruling planet of Libra. And so it's really cool because if you use the connections that you get from the Libra or from the Taurus and in, in our relationships, the relationships that we start to learn and understand through our sensory system in Taurus, then by the time we get to Libra and the evolution of the Zodiac, this is an outside feedback thing. And the, the way that you can look at it is it's my relationship to this, my senses and what I've learned about the world through my senses and then how other people are responding to that or how I'm seeing them respond to that. And this is such an interesting thing with Libra specifically, because Libra has the has this effect of being able to really, it's the diplomat of the zodiac, which makes it very much a peacemaker. And it comes from this place like I used to think it was a I mean, sometimes it can be sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sometimes it can really have it be a little bit to the detriment of the self I shared this in a couple episodes ago of just how sometimes we care or or put so much emphasis on the other or the outside feedback that we can sometimes lose ourselves or the libra quality would would dilute itself in its in its presence just in order to get along so to speak the peacemaker. However, in it, if we really look at the true evolution of like what we're hoping to strive through the zo- the zodiacal evolution that cu- occurs every year the cycle occurs once a year it's the year cycle so again like i said as it starts in in taurus with this sensory system and experiencing the world and having our own preferences and our own likes and our own tastes we don't lose that we build on it we have we get to the gemini phase where it's all about the mental quality and how we think about what we're experiencing and then we get to the Cancerian sign of the Zodiac. The evolution of that is the way we feel about the our experience and our sensory, the way that the senses are communicating to us. <laughs> and then we get to the Leo, which is all about having fun with it and expressing it and shining it and creating with it. The Virgo starts to develop this synthesizing way of of maturing and and coming to ripening and harvesting it comes from this place of like starting to master to a level it's a level or a degree of mastering this that brings on this level of humility that I, that I've really come to respect and appreciate that that Libra brings Libra brings Virgo and Libra and Scorpio really this this final phase this phasing, in from summer, late summer into into autumn is so much a humbling. There's a humbling effect. There's this we we have to we have to have ourselves together so that we can be ready for what the next phase brings about. And so, it's really profound for me to start to think about it in the way of. That humility isn't a sense of losing thyself, but it's a sense of knowing myself enough to be in a neutral state, this balanced state, which the scales represent Libra. It's a balanced state. I'm not going to be swayed either way because I'm walking the middle way. I'm organized and centered enough and anchored in myself enough to be present in myself and authentic. And so much that I can meet the outside world and not have it influence and affect me so much. I don't want to, you know, be responding and reacting to every single thing. I can learn to have this neutrality, this balance that really helps to bring forth a sense of of diplomacy, a sense of neutrality, a sense of, of being able to get along and and work with other people, other things outside feedback. It's really, really interesting. <laughs> when you when you think about the evolution of the zodiac, and that again, every year, we have an opportunity to grow through each cycle, each season, each sign. So and, and the thing is, is these cycles, they repeat, but they they don't really, they I mean, they 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 repeat in, in pattern in a, in their way of patterning, but there's so many unique qualities. We change, we get, we have more time and space on the planet. So we get wiser, more mature. We get more wisdom and understanding each time we go through the cycle. And then there's also just the, the world at large. We have our collective experience and then our internal experience. And this is the, where, The synchronicity comes in because the synchronicity, I actually call my astrology studies and I have a course that I had taught, have taught in the past that I maybe bring back again, but it's called cosmic sync, cosmic synchronization. And the whole thing of it is, is to really, it's the piece that connect, that I use to study my center of gravity, my organization of myself and my understanding of myself in relationship to the cosmos the cosmic cycles of the sun and the moon and the planets relative to earth, to me on earth. And then we use it, you know, for ourselves, like we can use it with each other and then we can use it with the world at large. So it's the astrology piece, but it's also this embodied presentness that comes with being able to tune into myself to actually work the transits as my friend patty says rather than be so hit by these waves of of cycles and seasons that you know like the the retrogrades really show up they bring up those those waves where people feel like they get hit or they complain about the planetary cycles and i mean you'll hear people complain about full moons too but the thing is is This is all like, almost like being subjected to these cycles, like we're being, you know, we have no control over them. And and in so many ways, we really, we don't. (laughs) But we can also, I mean, we really don't, we don't. But we have... As much as control of we have over ourselves, that's the key is being able to calibrate the core, do the core calibration practice and being able to tune into the center of gravity, understand our relationship to ourself in, in our actual physical embodiment. Because when we're, when we're present in the physical embodiment and tuned into the core to the directions of energy and, and so forth, that's not just a, like a, Woo woo effect. It's very much a presencing of here I am right here where I sit and stand, you know, where I sit or where I stand in this time and place right now. How am I? And then I use the one to three breaths, tune in a little deeper, expand the field a little broader. Then I can start to tune into my senses. What's the world saying to me? What's the feedback I'm being given? And especially if I'm in relationship to somebody else, people, you know, sometimes we're just, I mean, what we have to start to recognize is the other with Libra. It's, it's almost like a noun of people, places, things, you know, it's, it's people, places, and things. It's not just my partnership or my marriage. It's how I relate to anything outside of me. And we've, and this is really cool because we've talked about this in relationship this Libra quality resonates so much to that balancing the rhythm that we've been talking about with the hermetic principle. And, you know, I, if you haven't studied the hermetic principles begin soon, it's so fun, but we're already studying it in, in the podcast. So if you've been listening, you've heard me breaking down the different phases of, of the hermetic principles and that we we've talked a lot I've taken quite a bit of time with polarity and rhythm those are the two I go back and forth with all the time because they're they're right there in the embodiment practice and in the astrology studies it's just they're they're some of the key factors for really being able to customize these practices is understanding polarity and rhythm and what that means to me, it's like the Libra scales. I can go one scale to the other scale. I can put weight on one side versus the other. Both are valid and equal in their right, but most important, equal in their balancing because we need both. It's both and. It's both and. Instead of trying to polarize and be so one-sided versus the other side, this this art of the middle way is about being able to neutralize and presence ourselves in the middle, in the, in the centered state where we can acknowledge and recognize both. Now, I know that's really extreme when you get into some, I mean, some things are seem very black and white, especially when it gets to politics, religion, and these things. I'm speaking of Philosophy. When I speak these things, I'm speaking of philosophy and spiritual practices, you know, my experience and what I've studied for years, my whole life. So the it's it's interesting because the point back to this polarity and rhythm is it, it really showed up how I dilute all that, like all the friction that comes from when we think about the polarities, especially in politics, is if you just think about the spring in politics. In Pilates, I always come back to that spring or the feedback and and how with weights, if you've ever picked up a weight or picked up something heavy and how it almost like threw you off balance, uh, uh, you know, it has this effect of uh, And and how it may not make that sound effect, but internally we either have a like we either push up against or break, or you know, there's there's an there's a visceral experience that happens when we meet this heaviness of a spring. And what we're looking for is a grace in the, in the opening and the closing of the spring when we're doing movement practice. And that is where I've really found this way in my physical body, how to balance out the oppositional energies or the polarity between the two extremes, because we don't want the spring all the way open all the time. And we don't want the spring all the way closed all the time. We need it opening and closing in a graceful, balanced way. And so this this balancing in polar, of the polarities that occurs in our understanding of the Hermetic principles, but also in Libra, in the sign of Libra, really teaches us to, to hold our own grace, our own center in such a way that we actually can give and receive energy from that space. Either, either direction, if you're going too far in either direction, there's a lack of something. There's a holding back of something. There's an overdoing of something. So we're looking again, like we don't, I'm my main focus right now, especially moving into the fall, into the, I mean, the leaves have, are starting to fall on the trees is things are receding. So I want to save as much energy as I can. I want to use my energy wisely. I want to use my supplies wisely. I mean, I really try to think back to my ancestors and, and how, you know, when they, how they had to. Prepare for these seasons. We live in such a luxurious, I mean, I'm grateful enough to have food, clothing, shelter, water, roof over my head, a refrigerator, stuff stov- you know, stovetop, like canned foods. I mean, you just all the, th- you know, I'm so blessed. We've got, and I hope you are feeling blessed in your life too. That's kind of what this time is about is like, we're gathering our resources and consolidating our energy in such a way that we can use it wisely, give it, receive it. so that's a that's a long version (laughs) the other thing that i wanted to say about the my final thoughts on this libra is that it's really beautiful because libra has been the last couple weeks the sun has been transiting libra and it's been traveling with the planet venus and venus is at home in the sign of libra like i said earlier it's the evolved so when we use the Taurus relationship to Libra it's all about connecting to my sensory system, my understanding of that and my values around that, what I like, what I dislike, things that I appreciate, the things I want to gather and gain And, and when we get to Libra, it's it's an evolved perspective of that because it's further in the evolutionary cycle. It's now relating to how I appreciate and share with the outside feedback. So this is has a like so much of the, of the Libra quality with Venus has to do with our artistry, and expression on another level on a higher level. And not that one's better or worse when I say higher or lower, you know, but the it's cool, because for me, it's like the, the Libra Venus connection is so empowering that again, when we hold our own, I actually feel like we can receive more. And this giving and receiving, I've been thinking about this so much, because there is such a balance of giving and receiving. And what I'm practicing really starting to acknowledge is, yes, there's places where I give a lot. And then there's a lot of places where I receive a lot that might not be the same avenue. And that's okay. It's not to make, it's not to um, say that like, I shouldn't do something because it's not giving me everything that I'm giving it. And this is something that you might find when you, when it comes to the outside world, outside feedback, whether it be your job or whether it be your friends or whether it be your lover's it's you know this is this is what the libra teaches us is that balance of what's what's that balance is it worth it is this a good use of my time and energy and and to start to you the the idea around venus in the libra is valuing a little bit more like i'm coming into this another this next level of really valuing myself more so that i can be more of service for others it's really cool like again it's like we can get, the more we're taking care of our self, our vibration, our presence, the more it helps others and the outside feedback. And that's what this this Libra's quality is bringing us. And so, like I said, Libra is, or Venus has been in the sign of Libra and it's been traveling with the sun. And so the sun being next to the, to Venus at home here in the sign of Libra is really shining a light on this. It's shining a light on our relationships on the way that we're relating to others outside feedback. And it really has been bringing up this within without situation of where I'm really in my own personal experience. I'm, I'm looking at my value systems differently. I really am like in as this, you know, I talked about this last week, which I'll continue to talk about. But the, the Pluto thing, there's so much transition and, and change and evolu- it's a, we're in such a deep evolutionary phase right now. And I can feel myself changing and evolving. I can see it in the world around me. I can see it in the structures. I can see it in the collective, you know, the way the collective mind is working, the way the collective emotion is working, the way that I'm relating to that. And it's just, you know, looking at it and then looking at myself and then looking at that. And then, you know, I mean, it's so this Libra is like mirrors, it's reflections. And that Venus being in there with it, it's just, this is a really powerful time. If you want to rewrite the script, rewrite the script if you want a new, if you want to read, do, remix your programming and like fine tune exactly how you want to start to look at the world and see the world, like this is, this is a really beautiful place to do it with this Venus in the sun traveling together. So, so beautiful. I, I, and the thing that I want to say about this too, is that, so the Venus and the sun are moving together and We'll talk about it during the next episode, but they're going to enter into Scorpio together. I think it's really, really powerful that they're moving. They've been together in Libra at home, really sitting here, working, fine tuning, reflecting, finding all these little patterns and synchronicities and how we can balance our polarity and balance the the outside feedback that feels intense or strong or the outside feedback that feels good. And, you know, so we've been doing this whole bit and then we're getting ready. They'll enter into Scorpio together where we start to break it down even further, take it into an, the next layer of mysticism, of magic, of, of synthesis. It's the absorption period, you know, where things are dissolving and, as as the disillusionment, as the as things dissolve and disillusionment fades, so to speak, we can start to use, we can rebuild from that. It's almost like we've put energy one place and as it dissolves, we actually get energy from that to put towards other places. And so again, I'm really feeling this this beautiful calling to to rewrite the script a little bit to refine the focal points like where the where my energy is going i'm refining that even more i'm looking to be precise and and clear about the things that i feel the way that i'm valuing my experience in life my day to day valuing myself and my worth in my experiences and my work. And I'm also looking to hold a higher value for the outside world, the people that I that are in my life. And that's kind of the thing is this the Libra, last thoughts on the Libra, and Venus, you know, it, we're holding each other accountable more and more, because we're all getting more sophisticated, more in tune, more, enlightened to, to some degree, some of us, and you know, most there's, there's a lot of us. And what I want to say about that is that if we can hold ourselves accountable and be more responsible for our own unique rhythm and timing and grace, and then the next person is doing the same, we can all meet each other. This is when the the union and the balance becomes so beautiful with the Libra energy is when we can meet each other at our highest potential, you know, and this is like, this is the real relationship, we want to start to meet each other so we can reflect and share and give and receive each other energy in a graceful way rather than zapping energy or throwing energy onto each other, which is the common denominator when we're not centered and in, in, in our presence and our grace. So yeah, big lessons in embodied and embodiment of, you know, really, truly being ourselves. That's what Libra's taught me this, this Libra 2022 has taught me more the a lot about embodiment and, and how much I want to value my, myself now moving forward with, I mean, I've, I've always had this, but like, is again, it's like next level, I'm ready, let's go next level graduate to the next degree to the next grade or class, whatever, however you want to look at it. It's time to up level. You with me? Because the thing that's happening is that the moon, so we've, we're basically phasing, we're waning from the full moon towards the new moon. And in these last degrees of Libra, you know, as we creep towards Scorpio, the sun will enter into Scorpio. And then soon after that, the moon will join it and will be having an eclipse a new moon solar eclipse but before that happens we're in this this final phase of libra with this waning moon and so the moon hit that full moon in aries which is presencing the self and healing of the self and it's this it's it was I for me I felt like that was really about us stepping into our self healing and like really owning that, that the self-healing that's coming through with Chiron was there too. Now that the moon is waning, the waning last quarter square is going to be on October 17th, which will be in the sign of cancer. And so a little side note for you astrology students, a, a last quarter square is a half moon. If it's a square, then all you have to do is think is of the all of the other cardinal signs because the sun is in Libra, which is a cardinal sign. So if you're looking for the square, it's going to be in one of the other cardinal signs. Waning last quarter is that one that comes, is the cardinal sign before Libra. <laughs> That's kind of a lot. But for those of you that are stud- astrology students, you probably got that. So, the, But the wane is... It wanes from that last quarter square then to the waning crescent, which is one of my favorites. I love a waning crescent moon. And that's the left side illuminated. Left side crescent moon. And then we'll be waning towards the towards the eclipse season. So my my main point is that this is the last week where we have where we're not in the midst of this eclipse season where our destiny is just gonna be like in our face that's the way I look at eclipse seasons. It's like, it's time to listen to the feet. Like I've been speaking so much to the tune into the feedback because that is the axis of love and power. This Taurus Scorpio axis teaches us about being able to tune into our senses and love ourselves and, and find our power. We're taking our power back so that we can actually ride these rhythmic waves that have been showing up. And eclipse seasons are, are super powerful. They're fun and they can also be really potent in the sense of they bring a lot of change. They they push us to, they're the most potent new and full moons of the year. And so we're waning towards that right now. So it's kind of like, get up, dust yourself off, shake it off, just get ready, kind of clear off the, the slate, get the new piece of paper out, whatever feedback is coming, tune in because the world life is speaking to us through our senses. So tune in. That's kind of the way I'll say this before eclipse season starts is prepare yourself to be able to listen through your eyes, through your nose, through your taste, through your ears, through your heart, through the what you're feeling and sensing. Just start to listen to the way that the world and life is speaking to you. Make notes, it's really, really helpful because during eclipse season we get insights into how to maximize our future and at least the next six months. So they're big markers for me. Personally. We'll talk more about that as we get to it. The the last cosmic thing I want to say about this this last week, these final degrees of Libra, is that Jupiter has been retrograding and it's in its final degrees of traveling through Aries, which is where that last full moon was. And Aries is about the self. It comes before Taurus where we get the sensory wisdom. The Aries is the spark of the self. It's the inner light. And I was reflecting on this a lot. The Jupiter in Aries is is so cool because it's emphasizing the self. It's like unapologetically me magnified in your in your face kind of thing. In the way that I see that too, like it's funny because <laughs> I was thinking about the song, that little, oh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And I was like, I like that. I like that little chant. I like that little mantra. But I was like, why does it have to be my little light? Like why does it have to be little? That's what I was thinking. And I was like, it's so Jupiter and Aries, you know. Why does the light have to be little? Why can't it be huge? <laughs> this light of mine, I don't want to use the word, I don't want to describe it as a little anymore, you know? And so that's kind of the Jupiter and Aries. I'm and back to this this lesson that this Libra has been teaching me. It's like, no more playing small. This is what my friend Jericho used to say. You can't play small anymore. You gotta be yourself, you gotta be bold and big in yourself. Because nobody else is you they're not going to shine like you. So shine your light like you shine your light. Let it shine, let it shine, (laughs) you know, and so Jupiter's at its final degrees, it's in one degree, and then it'll go. It's so powerful, because it goes zero degrees Aries on the same day that the sun and the Venus go into zero degrees Scorpio. So we got a lot of zero degrees coming up in the next week, which it, it hearkens this new beginning, or we're, we're starting a new cycle. So whatever doesn't want to come forward with this new cycle and be in sync with the new, let it shed, let it go. That's what that's what this fall is all about is let the leaves fall. Let the season change. Let things decompose and and dissolve into the earth so we can renew ourselves. We can use that energy for something else that's going to reflect who and where we are right now in this time in space. Because as soon as it crosses over that zero degrees, Jupiter will be back in Pisces with Neptune. And we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> okay, so on to this cause and effect business, synchronicities and cause and effect. You know, the synchronicities are so cool because they're, it's all about, this is what I thought about. I see synchronicities everywhere, and what I figured out is that when you're kind of tuning in and you're living in rhythm, you can't not see the synchronicities. It's it's really cool. It's really fun, and this all started like I I really started being cognizant of this years ago when I first read the book, The Celestine Prophecy. And I and I bring this book up a lot because it's funny. It's like one of the old school New Age books from the '90s. I mean, it's not old, old school, there's stuff that's older, but it's a 1990s version of some of some new age storytelling. And the big message in that, I mean, it's it's a fun read or listen, if you're into these kind of things. Regardless, the concept around it is that they're like some one of the concepts in the book is definitely about that there are no coincidences. I've always felt this way. I've always felt that there, there aren't really in coincidences. I've always seen the world myself. I, I really have viewed the world through a magical lens my whole life. Uh, this is where the name Sister Sunday came from. I have Sagittarius in my chart. I'm a strong Sag in my chart. And my Neptune is there for sure. And so I'm a little bit of a dreamer when it comes to the world, to the, to the, to the natural world. I like to philosophize and and experiment and daydream and think about the natural world. I like to think about the sun and the moon and the stars and I love the elements and I love the season change and, and flowers growing and different kinds of flowers and the way that they smell. I mean, this is how it is. And a uh, little side note, my the name Sister Sunday came from my grandmother, actually. My maternal grandmother used to tell my mom that... I was a little bit like I'm, I'm the middle of three girls. And so I'm a sister and I was so into the natural world that she considered me somewhat of a spiritual, holy person. She thought maybe one day she'll be a nun, (laughs) uh, regardless. She was like, she, even, she doesn't, she's not a nun or she is, she's so in tune with the natural world. It's like, well, she called me, she said, my grandmother actually said one day they'll call her Sister Sunday. Years later, when I would play music as a as a grown woman, as I was young, a young woman, the band that I played with, they began calling me Sister Sunday, Sister Sunday. It's a common nickname, it's a common name that women are given in the reggae community, reggae musicians and artists. Kind of revere themselves as leaders, definitely spiritual leaders and warrior type folk. They're they're freedom fighters, and so the the name Sister Sunday came to me through this through multiple streams. I didn't give myself that name, although my parents did give me the name. I was born with the name Sunday, so. Sister Sunday, there it is. <laughs> uh, the, the, but back to the synchronicity. So the, the idea that there are no coincidences, that things are all, there's, there's resonances and connections all around us. The actual definition of synchrony is a state of operating or developing to the same time scale of something else. And it's really cool because what you'll find through synchronicities is that there's one little, little magical moment here. There's one little message that shows up here. And then the next day, that same message will come through, but maybe through a different perspective or a different lens or from a different person or a different color. It's this kind of thing where it's like you start to see synchronicities. My favorite example is when I really, really started playing with it is how I the way that I would look at the when I would see the seasons the seasons are my biggest one is when I started really seeing the synchronicity between the sun and the moon rising and setting depending on what season it is and how the synchronicities the synchronicity of depending on where I was in time and space and how the sun rose versus how it set so different, and yet so together. Some synchronicities show up in over time, you'll see the rhythms and the synchronicity, the cycles in time, and some things show up really prevalent, just like one after the other. But my big one, another big thing that that really hit me was when I came to the study of Pilates after years of dance and being in music and playing instruments and that it just made sense that I would be back in the body again. These little rhythms and patterns, they show up and kind of remind me that I'm on the path. I'm on the same path that I set out to be on. I look for synchronicities to help me down the road, down the yellow brick road, <laughs> Um And so I'm like in this moment, well, as I record, I'm getting a little stumped trying to give a lot of my own personal real life experiences besides the ones I wrote down. But I, I encourage you to definitely observe. This is part of the observation and correlation that we I want us all to get in the habit and practice of is just observing synchronicity. These patterns, these rhythms, they show up. And so again, it's like when the rhythm shows up is how am I going to meet it? How am I going to balance this polarity or this beat in this rhythm? And that's where cause and effect shows up. So we've been talking about the seven hermetic principles and cause and effect being the sixth one, this every cause has an effect every effect has its cause is so beautiful because as we start to tune into the way that we meet these synchronicities, the way we connect with ourselves in time and space helps us to be able to ride the waves of the cause and effect because we can make better choices in the moment in our timing that help create the, the effect. So our, our actions are the causal, they create the causal effect. And the more we observe the effect, then we can start to kind of tune in and relate to how we want to respond, how we want to create the cause, so to speak. And so it's our actions create reactions, our responses. And so again, every day, this is a really, really powerful thing, uh, bringing me back to the core calibration piece in, in concept. As I use the, the practice of tuning into my mind, body, spirit through calibrating my core, through finding my heartbeat and my own rhythmic resonance, my own grace, my own presence and vibration, then I can be so tuned in with my sensory system that I can meet moments and have the, they're basically meet effects There's effects, basically. Outside feedback is like effects. And so if I meet an effect with the right action, then I can cause the next effect. (laughs) Well, Um, yeah, it's like this stuff will will, is will just like make it's it's so much fun because we'll never be done with these studies we will never be done. It's always different depending on the day, time, place in space, which is why our best skill set, our foundation, our best tool right now is to be able to tune into our sensory system to be able to know ourselves. The more we understand ourselves, then we can start to observe and, and respond to the outside world, whether it be the solar cycles of the zodiac, or the lunar cycles of the moon phasing, the solar cycles of the seasons, you know, and it's like, even if you live in a place where you don't see changes in the season as dramatically as maybe I'm experiencing them and describing them up here on the mountain, you still can feel the rhythm of, these, of this time and space. And that's what my biggest prayer is for you is to, you know, for all of us really is to, to tune into ourselves, to be able to tune into ourselves in the time and space where we are, organize our center of gravity, strengthen our rhythmic resonance so that we're present enough to observe and respond to the cycles, the sun, the moon, the stars, the elements, and everything else between outside feedback, anything outside of me, anything outside of you. (laughs) Keeps going back to the within you, without you. I highly recommend everyone all of us just start to take take into consideration our own our own understanding of ourselves our own connection to our sensory systems so that we can really start to tune in because life is speaking to us through our senses and the more tuned in we are the more we can start to receive that feedback and connect and be able to have an effect, have the effect that we want to have on the world, to cause the experiences, cause and create the experiences that we're looking to have a fulfilling experience in life on this planet and in our lives in this time and space. And again, it's this this rhythmic cyclical thing of of if I can cause and create the, the effect that I'm looking for you know, as best I can. We're just maximizing our own, what we've been given in time and space. So blessings and love to you all on that, you know, have fun, (laughs) have fun creating your own reality, have fun creating your own, your own experiences. I hope you're being enriched by the the information, the philosophy, and ideas and concepts I'm sharing. I hope you're using them, some of them. You're taking them. some of them to heart. Whatever's resonating with you, I hope you're taking that to heart and using it as your own practice that you're ready to develop. I hope that you're learning to embody your own sense of yourself through understanding some of these, these concepts of evolving through the zodiac. We'll just keep going deeper every time. But for now, enjoy this reflection time, this this inner val- valuing, revaluing, and inner empowering time that we're really stepping into as we slide a little deeper into the autumnal, into the autumnal season. <laughs> uh, more and more on that next week. I love you all so much. Thanks for tuning in. Blessings and love. Peace.